On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we catch you up on the NBA draft and free agency, the start of the NFL season, the wrap-up of the Olympics, your emails, and a little bit more. Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? that music y'all almost as much as i missed you guys it's your man big cliff welcome back to another episode of carolina sports talk as always check us out on instagram or facebook at carolina sports talk make sure you hit us up on the email cliff at carolina sports talk.net we're just real happy to have you guys with us here today man like it's been a minute man it's it's, it's been far too long far too long far too long far too long um, we're going to mix up the, the order of the show today and on purpose and for a reason. We're going to start actually with your emails. It is mail time. You've got mail. So I'm not going to go back uh, into all of the emails because um, some of them are at, at this point dated with the questions and stuff. Some of it I will address just in the conversation throughout today. And as you notice, I'm prob- you probably notice, I am by myself, but High Star will join us a little bit later. He was out on assignment this week. Uh, and, you know, let me jump into emails and then we'll get on to all of that. So the first email and the only email of the day that I'm going to read says, Big Cliff, where the heck is the new episodes? Drop some content. Stop playing games. Love your friendly (laughs) Carolina Sports Talk troll. Well, Carolina Sports Talk troll, and for anybody who is wondering, if you guys didn't get a chance to see it on the Instagram or on the Facebook, I was injured uh, several weeks ago, actually, after the recording of our last episode, and I have been homebound. I have not had a chance and or energy and or mindset to be able to record, and it was eating me up because there has been a lot going on in the sports world, y'all. Ooh, ooh, it's a lot going on. So that's why we haven't had any new episodes. I didn't throw you guys away. I'm not leaving the show. There's not any uh, big announcements and nothing like that. It's just y- your boy been laid up uh, with my leg elevated and iced. Uh, originally thought I was going to have to have surgery. I have uh, tore my, uh, what do they call it, the quadriceps tendon in my leg. It was a whole a whole saga. If y'all want to know a little bit about it, hit me on the on the Instagram or Facebook, and I, I DM and tell you the story because you know I, I don't want to put it across the air. Let's just say it involves sex, money, and drugs. No, just kidding. Uh, but it did involve some gunshots and a random gas station in the hood. The moral of that story is trust your intuition almost always. So that's why uh, Sports Talk Troll. We have not had any new episodes, but I have missed you guys. We are excited to get started. Uh, and as I mentioned, we're just going to jump straight into it and cover some of the things that we've missed. Starting off with the NBA draft. Man, I was excited to see what, what the Lakers were going to do. I knew we were you know, heading into it. We had already announced that uh, we had traded from one Mr. Russell West, Westbrook. Um, so I knew we wasn't going to have nothing with those picks going on or whatever, but I was still very interested in seeing what the draft was going to look like. So uh, in case you missed it several weeks ago, uh, the, in the first round with the number one overall pick, the Pistons draft Cade Cunningham, uh, the Rockets drafted with the number two pick Jalen Green, 
The Cavs took Evan Mobley, the Raptors, Scotty Barnes, and the Magic drafted Jalen Suggs. Now, the two Jalens were the one, the two that kind of stood out to me, um, along, of course, with Cade Cunningham, the first number one overall pick. And I've had a chance over uh, the last week, couple of weeks since they since the draft to watch some of them in the summer leagues. Cade Cunningham seems like he's going to really be the truth. That young man has the the handles and the ball the ball skills of a traditional point guard, but he's also got that size that allows him to just raise up and separate. It's almost somewhat um, Russell Westbrook esque, if you would, um, just with the athleticism that he possesses. And um, at the end of the day, he isn't pissed. He is in Detroit. He's a piston. So I'm not too worried about <laughs> them making a lot of noise, but he seems like he's going to be really, really good and uh, really a lot of fun to watch. And then, as I mentioned, the two Jalen's um, Jalen Green has a ball handle that I did not realize that he had uh, coming out of the G League. Now, understand that he was with the Ignite team. Um, and so he's been playing professional players. The players that he played against last year were actually better than the players that he's playing now in the summer league. So I get that. And so I want to temper it a little bit to see how he'll be able to translate that once he get in the, gets into the league and is actually playing NBA caliber talent. But at the end of the day, he looks really good with that basketball in his hand. Just his playmaking ability, his his first step, his execution, and, and, and just the knowledge that he has for the game overall really seems like he is going to be a good fit. The step back that that cat has, man, like you can tell he has been putting in time for his craft. He is putting in that work. He is out there grinding through that year, deciding not to go to college, but to rather go to the D League. And then you got Suggs with the with the Magic, who again, surprisingly, like I get it. Like he is, of course, a top five lottery pick, but I was not expecting the young man to just come out and, and be as dynamic as he is. And again, I know there are some who would say, including myself, temperate. It's, it's the summer league. But um, I know the Magic fans are incredibly excited on what they've got coming out of that young man, out of Gonzaga, because he, he's a ball player, and he seems like he is ready for the moment. He has that that skill. Um, he, he's athletic. He had the instincts, and, and he's showing them now. Just in, in the lone season that he was there in Gonzaga, winning that national championship and just being clutched there, he is showing that now. And so I see why he was the number five overall pick. So definitely the two Jalens are, you know, they, they, they're stepping up and, and making that uh, summer league something that's interesting and a little bit a little bit of fun to watch, man. So we will definitely keep our eye on that to see how things kind of go from there. But overall, the draft seemed like, I don't know if you guys remember it, but the moment of the draft for me, Definitely <laughs> had to be the number five, uh, excuse me, the number 14 overall pick watching ESPN's coverage when my man Perk, like I didn't like Perk in, when he was in the league, first of all, because he was a Boston, uh, Boston guy. And then he played in OKC and it's like, bro, either you against my Lakers or you against my Lakers. Like, but now that he is a commentator and his big country self is <laughs> he is entertaining in case you missed it when the number 14 uh pick came up and moses moody was the pick and the selection that name gave my guy all kinds of problems i gotta i gotta play the sound and let you hear it one time just to refresh your memory well when you look at moody 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 what he did in college Boy, Perk, relax, boy. Take a breath. 
<laughs> Yo, I got to tell you, I almost cried. When you look at Moody, 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 but I'm just waiting on somebody to go ahead and put the beat to it and then have like the, the pictures or the memes of the little dudes dancing in the back. But but nah, shout out to Perk, man. Like I said, he is in t- way more entertaining than a lot of these other cats on the air. So shout out to my guy. It happens to the best of us, but uh, definitely my favorite part of the draft. Uh, and from then, from the draft, that takes us over into free agency. When there, some other teams did some other stuff, but your Los Angeles Lakers. Ooh, man. And, and I listen and, and I get it. Like y'all going to talk trash and say, you know, oh, LeBron builds his team and LeBron is the GM. And like, hey, call it what you want. But before, <laughs> before I jump into specifically the Lakers, I'm going to just give you just some of the some of the names I hear that signed in free agency. So you've got Jared Allen. A five-year, $100 million to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Carmelo, of course, coming to the Lakers. Trevor Ariza is a Laker. Lonzo Ball is signing or has signed a four-year, $85 million contract with the Chicago Bulls. I'm going to come back to that in a second. Will Barton uh, coming to the Denver Nuggets. Nick Batum is a Clipper. Kent Bazemore is a Laker. Uh, let's see who else is on this list that I wanted. Reggie Bullock is um, rocking with the Mavs. My guy, Alex Caruso, man, like Alex, y'all, the bald eagle was was special to us, man. Like for those of you who ain't Lakers fans, y'all might not understand it. Y'all might not fully appreciate it. But Alex was a ball player for us, man, to get the, the, the tenacity. He wasn't ever like a starting point guard level player or nothing, but just the tenacity and, and just the overall um, energy that he brought to that Lakers squad. We're definitely going to miss him. But uh, shout out to him over in Chicago as well. Torrey Craig is going to the Pacers. Mike Conley sticking with the Jazz. Um, Steph Curry signed a four-year, $215 million contract extension to uh, remain with the Golden State Warriors. So my dog is going to be rocking with him. He said it a long time ago. He wants to play his entire career out there. Now, I'm still sticking with what I with what I told High Star just a few weeks ago that, no, I don't think that Clay is going to be a, a warrior for his whole career, but I really do believe Steph is becoming the first player ever in the history of the league to sign two $200 million contracts. So shout out to him. So the Bulls, as I mentioned, and I would come back to them, they got the Mar Rosen. They got my guy, Alex Caruso. They messed around and got um, Lonzo Ball. They are slowly, now you couple them with, with the pieces that they've already got there. Um, I mean, his mind, his name is slipping me right now, but the dunk master out there, they are really, really, really like low key kind of putting some pieces together and could be a quality team. Um, the Knicks also making some additions with Taj Gibson, uh, Evan Fournier agreeing to that contract. And like there's, there's, oh man, this league, this is, this year is going to be shaping up to really be a good, good, just overall team, I mean, overall league. And just competitive. The West is going to still, I, I believe, have the power. You've got Giannis and those guys coming off of their championship. Um, Dwight Howard coming back home. Andre Iguodala going back to the Golden State Warriors. Like a lot of names that we really weren't expecting to be moving around have moved around. Now, there's not a, as much big money as there has been in past years. There's not, because as you know, with this year, this, the salary cap for one of the first years in a long time, both in uh, NBA and NFL, I'm not sure about baseball, but I know for certain with those two leagues has decreased each year previously because it's based heavily on the revenue. And with them pretty much printing their own money, the, 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 the salary cap went down this year. And so as a result, 
but teams didn't know how much it was going to go down, um, and, and they just didn't sign as to the big contracts that you would typically see. But even with that, there were still a lot of names um, that have gone different places. In Miami, they're making moves with Kyle Lowry, like um, JaVale going to back up, and they see some small moves like that. But anyway, next season is going to be some entertaining ball. The playoffs this year were one of the best playoffs that I have experienced in a long time, and I don't expect it to be anything less next year, even with the regular season. I really do believe that it's going to be some good ball throughout the regular season. Uh, I am going to go ahead and make my way too early prediction and say that the Los Angeles Lakers will meet, ready for the upset? Nah, I'm kidding. (laughs) The Los Angeles Lakers and the New Jersey Nets will meet in the NBA Finals. Now, I know, chalk, I get it. It is what it is. But realistically, for on the East, let's take a look at it. There is no team in the East that if the New Jersey Nets are full power and fully healthy, they ain't nobody going to be able to stop them. Now, we saw it with KD in the Olympics, and I'll talk a little bit more about that uh, when we get to the Olympics. But we saw KD, and when he decides to say, hey, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to raise my seven-foot frame, I am going to take you to the hole. I'm going to shoot, raise up and shoot up over you. I'm going to dribble and separate. I'm going to step back, and I'm going to be the best player on, on, on the planet. You coupled that with James Harden and his just immaculate <laughs> creativity. We'll see and to keep an eye on what the new rule league, the new league rules that allow or disallow the unnatural shot movement. That's something that he, Chris Paul, uh, your man in Atlanta have all kind of perfected to, to get those uh, foul shots with the league paying attention more so to that upcoming. We definitely are going to pay attention and see how that affects his game. But at the end of the day, he's still James Harden. I don't really think it's going to be too much. But you couple that with, Ky- with um, Kyrie, his ball handling, his playmaking ability. And shout out to him for building that uh, re- the water receptacle out in Africa. If you, don't, if you ain't seen it, go check it out and then hit me up and we can talk about it. But yeah, if they are healthy and at full strength, ain't nobody in the East really going to see them. There's some who say that the Lakers really can't. But, oh, my goodness. Let's look at the, the Lakers roster for next year. And uh, y'all can save your jokes. You can say, oh, they old. And, oh, they like this geriatric uh, unit. <laughs> and, yes, we are likely, not likely, we are going to be one of the oldest teams in a league. It is what it is. But, if you take LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, THT, Mark Gasol, eh, um, Dwight Howard, um, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, the defense, the three and D of Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington, like, uh, uh, really? Who wants some? Man, Nets who? Man, like I said, and as, as I posted on social media, Lakers in four. I don't care who it is, what it is. If we're healthy, we gonna win the chip. And and honestly, it's long, long overdue. Now, the LeBron syndrome. He is. It happens often where he comes and has these amazing uh, collaborations or uh, compilations of teams, um, and then midseason there's some trade, there's some movement. Uh, I don't know that this season is going to be that. There were some, including yours truly, when we first traded for Russell Westbrook, who said he does not fit the scheme. He's not the prototypical type of player that allows LeBron to be successful. Here's why I, I 
after some analysis and just just overall anticipation and expectation, they expect to play Anthony Davis at the five. Why? He hates it. He doesn't like it. He's vocalized it and said before, I do not like playing center. Now, granted, he's not going to be the traditional back to the to the rim, post up, turn, spin, dunk type center. He is a rim protector on the defense when he wants to play. But again, anybody in the league when they want to play, you know, have that ability. But who wants to play defense? But having him at the five and having LeBron even to slide over into a three or four position and really allowing Westbrook to be that facilitator. And now you add in the defense of a Trevor Ariza. You add in the backup, even if um, when Dwight Howard wants to come in and in the shooting of Wesley Matthews, I still think that we could have one more quality shooter. I know the Buddy Heel thing was floated out there in an expectation and is even less likely now with um, with Dennis Schroeder signing his deal to go to um, out to Boston. Uh, and in case you missed that, that is something new and fresh. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder has agreed to a one-year $4.8 million deal to become the next point guard for the Boston Celtics. Now, mind you, during the season last year, he was given the opportunity to sign an $84 million four-year extension, and he decided to bet on himself and to gamble on his talents. Hey, yo, buddy, how did that work out for you? <laughs> yo, I didn't like the little German since he came to the team. I haven't, I haven't like made any like qualms about that. I didn't hide it or bite my tongue with regards to it. But um, I'm glad, if anything, we ought to send him a fruit basket and say, yo, my guy, we appreciate you. Because if he takes that $84 million, there's no way that we have the capital to be able to sign a Westbrook. And because he wasn't going to go back to Washington in that trade. They didn't want him. You see, even the, 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 the low market that there was there for him in the first place to sign this one-year mid-level exception deal, you, you even see that, that, that how that worked out and got him to that point. So... Shout out to my guy, Dennis Schroeder. You get the L of the day, my guy, because uh, 84 million versus four, almost five million. Hmm. But yeah, so back to the to the team. It's not going to be anything that anybody can really do to stop us if we play a certain style of ball. That does mean that there will be some adjustments in players playing a little bit contrary to what their traditional and or comfortable and or expected style of play is but if they do i really believe that this can be one of one of our i want to say our best teams i'm not gonna say that a lot because at the end of the day we did have kobe and lebron i'm not uh, and Shaq and magic and a whole bunch of other kareem and all the boys so like but at the end of the day it can be a really really good squad and i think it had they have what's what's necessary to win the championship so I am highly, highly, highly excited about free agency. Now, if there's something, one of your teams that I may not have covered, may not have talked about, uh, even with the changes with some of the Carolina kids, you know, with John Morant primed and ready for another great season next year, with Zion playing that point center kind of role with uh, the Pelicans, whatever it may be, if there's something that you want to talk about with your NBA team in this offseason, make sure you hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. And uh, I want to be able to have the conversation conversations that you want to have me and high star be back in here uh next week and we will get you guys going with what you want to talk about so as we move forward we're going to talk a little bit about 
the NFL. Uh, since we've last talked and since we were last on the air, uh, the training camps have started up. And as always, people get tired of, uh, <laughs> of being around and just hitting each other. So they start fighting each other. We have had fights all across the league, including in the New York Giants locker room. Shout out to uh, Mr. Kendrick, uh, not Kendrick, Kelvin. See, I can't even say the man's name. Kelvin Benjamin. Hey, my guy. Um, you know what, Kelvin? <sighs> KB, you had some good times in Carolina. You went out and tried to get a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. It didn't work out in your favor. You tried to come back. Buffalo, that didn't work out. You tried to come back as a tight end. Everybody told you how big-bodied you were and you tried to come back, and in your very first practice, you got into it with your coach. You got into it with your GM. You cussed them boy out and was ready to fight. And it appears you have really come now to the end of the road. We belong together. You had some good times in Carolina. And you know that I'm right. But it all came to an end. Tried to beat the But that didn't work out either. Too many Popeyes biscuits. Way too much McDonald's chicken nuggets. You ain't the player you used to be, and that's unfortunate, but it seems like you've now come to the end of the road. Shout out to you for your rookie season again. But it's now that time, bro. We gonna holler. <laughs> but yeah, man, my guy KB, dog. Like I used to like that guy. Like I, I didn't like him in college. Let's go ahead and be clear. When Florida State won that national championship, I was rooting against them. I did not want them boy to win. Uh, and then when we drafted him, I was like, eh, I guess he's a Panther. I might as well. Kind of how I felt with LeBron when he came to LA, but he won the championship. Um, but yeah, nah, man. He it seems like some such wasted talent. Was it the fact that Cam wasn't the most accurate of quarterbacks? Yes, possibly. Was it the fact that my guy just thought that he was bigger and faster than everybody? Or not even faster because he wasn't that fast in college, but bigger and stronger than everybody and could get off the line? Yes. I, I it, it is just beside me the amount of people who have this God-given talent, size, and ability and won't work. Like, and just won't put in the effort. You look at a player like Tom Brady. Uh, I saw a stat or I read something on um, the internet recently that said in between the time of Tom Brady's seventh and 22nd seasons in the league, Megatron was drafted, played his entire career, retired, and was elected to the, <laughs> to the NFL Hall of Fame. All in that time that between his seventh and 22nd seasons in the league. The amount of work that Tom Brady puts in allows him to be 42 years old and still be a highly efficient, highly effective quarterback. The amount of work that LeBron James has put in to allow his body to be that machine that it is has him playing at the high level that he's at. Even like players like uh, like with Carmelo, for him to have been in the league for as long as he has and to reinvent it himself. Because the player that he is now isn't who he was. He's a spot-up, defensive, three-point kind of guy right now, three-and-D player who comes off the bench knowing his role. He was a star. He was that guy in Denver 
But he knew that if he wanted to sustain, he had to put the work in. And Kelvin never did that. And unfortunately, I think that's the reason that he's in the situation that he is in now. So we, uh, again, you you come to the end of the road, bro, and uh, we wish you the best, but uh, he's out of there. But even in Carolina, we had a player that was kicked off of the team for taking a cheap shot hit at a player. It's like, these cats miss football. And, and I get it that, th- that the things are a little bit different where they only get one live practice a day. I can remember being in high school playing football and us having two and three a days over the summer. And it used to be, y'all, I'm from Charleston. It was hot. <laughs> that July sweltering, humid, oh my goodness, it was something different. And so th- for the professional players, you know, player safety, player safety i get it and i understand why but these guys have been taking out some of these hits on themselves but along with that in uh some of the other headlines your guy um and and we again we're not a political show here at carolina sports talk and this is carolina sports talk it's your man big cliff glad to be back with you guys you're listening to us on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts so make sure you hit like subscribe on our social media pages at carolina sports talk on Facebook and on Instagram, because we like that now. We expand and doing big things. Or you can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net. But um, yeah, so some of the headlines, um, again, not a political show, but we, we've spoken and talked about our different views and perspectives on the vaccine. Um, one of the reasons I think the NFL isn't wrong for how much they're trying to push it is players like Lamar Jackson. You are literally the face of your franchise, bro. You're like that guy. Like, without you, the Ravens might as well be the Lions, okay, at the end of the day. But Lamar has now um, come back from his second COVID stand. If you remember, back in Thanksgiving, he went out and had to miss some time with his first diagnosis, and now he's been diagnosed again. The Delta variant is real, you guys. So y'all please wear your masks. Get ready. Don't be to be surprised if there's another shutdown. Want to do? You know, we'll be right here with you on Carolina Sports Talk. But it, 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 COVID is still real. We are still in the midst of a pandemic, and as such, he um, is even after all of that, having gotten COVID a second time, and as a world class athlete, admitted how much it affected him and how he felt with all of the symptoms and everything. And he's still iffy on whether or not he's going to get vaccine uh, vaccinated. So um, I understand why the league is doing what they're doing. Um, part of it is because they want they don't want the product out there. Yes, I, I think there is a certain level of care for the player safety. But at the end of the day, if their stars aren't on the field, it costs them money. The pandemic has cost them already an, an estimated one point nine billion dollars in revenue over the last year. And so at this point, um, you have many of the stadiums last year, stadiums last year that just sat empty. Now, imagine if you finally have, hey, we're back to normal, all the vaccinated people and blah, 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 blah. And then you got stars missing time throughout the year. They said, no, it's not. No, we're not. We're not having that. And so they've made the policies now that allow them to find players that if you're not vaccinated and you miss time as COVID, you don't get paid and they can find you. And so I get it. Um, I'm glad to see my guy uh, Lamar is back. Um, and we really hope that he's safe and, and, and be able to come back healthy and not have some of the effects. Because as somebody who suffered from COVID, I can tell you, it ain't no joke, y'all. COVID is the truth. It's real like that, man. So um, we wish him a speedy recovery. Um, now, also in some other news, sticking around and uh, up top a little bit, we'll go up to New York. Uh, the Giants, Saquon Barkley has returned to practice for the first time since tearing his ACL. Um 
Mr. Calves and Thighs himself uh, is, a, is, in my opinion, the second best running back in the league behind uh, Christian McCaffrey of your Carolina Panthers. But um, nah, like Saquon is looking like he's healthy. He's he's not um, yet determined if he's going to be able to play that first game. Um, the ACL injury is was pretty serious, and he expressed that optimism that he could be ready, but he won't know just yet. And so, him coming back is a big deal for the Giants. Um, but of course, with being in camp and folks kind of going through all of this, you got a lot of soft tissue stuff. So Hunter Henry, the Patriots tight end uh, guy up there, who's hopefully going to be able to help Cam come back to really Cam's type of level of play. Uh, he's out with an MRI on his, um, is having an MRI on his shoulder, I believe it was. And so, um, yeah, man, we wish, wish him best. Saints kicker is out. Uh, Curtis Samuel, who was traded or, excuse me, signed a free agent deal up in Washington, having left the Carolina Panthers, he's not even been able to um, play. He's been on a COVID list since July 29th, so he hasn't been able to practice with them um, based on that and a growing issue that he's had. Um, now, there's not as much worry for him because pretty much when Ron left, he took a lot of his staff, and so they know him from his time in Carolina. They're not really too much worried about him. But uh, also in some other news, y'all watch out for the Panthers this year. I know I don't expect us to be like world beaters, but I really do think a lot of folks are underestimating what this team has the potential to be. Um, the last time that we had a fight in 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 in, in training camp, uh, Cam Newton and Josh Norman got into it, and we went fifteen and one. Now, am I saying that that's what's getting ready to happen here? No, <laughs> but what I am saying is we 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 shored up a lot of areas. Um, that we had worries about, including the offensive line. So on practice this past week at um, tri Panthers training camp up in Spartanburg, um, we had a couple of linemen who were at, who were out. Um, we had Matt Paradis, the center, taking some time off. Um, Cameron Irvin out with a shoulder injury, and so as such, the the the, the line had to do a little bit of shuffling. So Taylor Moulton went um, from the right from his starting right position back over to the left where he played some last year. Um, Pat Ifline, uh, who we drafted, went over and was playing center. And then Trent Scott was over at the right. Even with all of the shuffling that we had to do along the offensive line, um, Sam Darnold went five of six and the team scored, went down to pretty much flawlessly score a touchdown in a two minute drill. Now, the biggest thing that that stood out to me was that even with the changes and our starting defense, which is going to be nasty, we were able to still move the ball and look pretty good. And so that's two, th two things. That's a testament to the depth that we have that was not there last year, as well as the upgraded talent that is along that offensive line. That is going to be key for Sam Darnold. And, and, and you add in a healthy Christian McCaffrey, the dynamic wide receivers that we have with DJ and, and the bobblehead boy, on <laughs> let me stop. But, but, but with, with these guys on the ends, man, we're looking like a complete team. If um, if Arnold can do anything at the tight end position, ooh, ooh, I'm really, really, really excited for my Panthers. Uh, lastly, I do want to talk a little bit about, oh, my guy, Clemson's favorite, everybody's favorite son, Deshaun Watson. Uh, so he reported to camp, started the first five days, and then missed five days. I don't think they know what they want to do. They done trashed the man's reputation and his name so badly out there. Um, that they, they don't know what they want to do. They want to be, I think they want to try to play him um, to get him some, just some trade 
worth and, and capital at this point because a lot of teams are hesitant on one if he can still play. Well, I don't know if he, they better not be worried about that. But like, what the, what's going to be the result and the outcome of that? Those cases because he he's just there's just so much up in the air right now with him. But they they definitely want to be able to um, get the most capital that they can for him in a trade. So. They just don't know if they want to hold him, sit him, keep him, push him. Because if he gets hurt in training camp, they're on a the hook for that full salary anyway. So we definitely want to keep our eyes out there to see how uh, how that works out and how my guy goes. So as we move forward from the NFL, if, again, there are any questions, if you want to talk about your team, if you've got questions about what you want to hear from them, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. At this time, we're going to move forward into quick hits. Hoo-yah! You know what Quick Hits is? It's a segment where we talk about some of the headlines in sports, give you just a quick little about what we feel on the topic, and then move forward. Uh, This Quick Hits is going to be all about the Olympics. We're going to start off with the U.S. men's basketball team beating France in the gold medal game, winning 87-82 to to secure the fifth straight gold medal for the U.S. men. Now, I know that I said early on that I was worried about the team and the way that it constructed, and they came out and lost the first game and then turned around and just didn't look back. A lot of that was, as I mentioned earlier, due to Mr. Kevin Durant. So first and foremost, I got to give my guy a shout-out. <laughs> Sir, you played like the best player in the world in this tournament, and I think that that was absolutely necessary because was this the best possible team that the u.s could have put forth not by a long stretch as a matter of fact with the players that left were left off of the team i think those players could have beaten the team that we sent (laughs) i mean like if you think about it lebron uh steph curry like (laughs) uh what's your boy in uh uh the claw like there are so many quality high quality players that just did not go that honestly could have beat that team. So for him to step up and carry that team in the face of all that they were going through, uh, just a shout-out to them. Uh, In the Olympics overall, I do want to give an update on the medal count. Right now, the United States, as we always do, are winning the Olympics with a total overall count in 113 to the next closest, China in second place with 88, and Japan with 58. Now, the gold medal is a bit uh, a bit closer in count with the United States having 39 and China with 38. So we'll keep an eye on that. And when the games conclude, we'll bring you an update on the overall as well as with the standings on the tie on those medals. So next, moving forward in quick hits, the U.S. women's basketball team uh, won their seventh gold medal in a row. Can you let's let's think about that? Seven gold medals in a row. Now we talk often and have mentioned throughout the last several weeks and throughout the Olympics and leading up into them, and say said how the world is getting better and closing the gap in basketball. In men's, I think that's true. Each team, each country had at least one, two. Some had several. Um, whether it be in NBA players, whether it be NBA coaches. Now, when it came to the women's game, however, comma, not so much. There was one uh, play when I watched, because I actually stayed up and watched several of the games for the women. Um, there was one play where Sue Bird was uh, received the inbound pass and getting ready to play. I think they were playing Japan. 
Um, and she went to get ready to do a pass, and she faked it and threw the ball over the head of the Japanese defender. The size difference is just that tremendous for the U.S. women basketball team. The skill level is already just crazy anyway, but there was no answer for the size with Brittany Griner and Asia Wilson in the middle. Like, it was just not even close. Uh, the Team USA rolled against Japan, winning its 55th consecutive Olympic game um, in the final in the Tokyo Games. And, like, bruh, 55 <laughs> games straight. Brittany, Brittany Griner led the way with 30 points. Uh, wait, this is quick. Hits. You ain't want to know all that. So, yeah, they're nice like that. Now, the two older elder statesmen, Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird, um, both, like I said, this is their fifth gold medal in a row. Um, they're the only athletes, whether it be men or women, to win five Olympic gold medals. Now, that's big because with other sports, you can win five in a game. But with the basketball team, it's one a year. So to say that you've been to five different, and Sue Bird did say, hey, this is it. She's she's done. Diana Taurasi had the nerve to say, see you all in Paris. Girl, if you don't go sit down someplace. <laughs> like, we understand it. You the GOAT. You are the GOAT in women's basketball. You're the Jordan, not LeBron, not Kobe. You are the GOAT in women's basketball. You're, Le you're, you're, you're Jordan. Uh, so don't don't come. Let somebody else get a chance, girl. You don't need six of them things. Don't do that. But yeah, shout out to them. And if you did not see the video that they made that was posted to Asia Wilson's uh, social media, the U.S. basketball women, after their uh, Olympic gold medal win, they went into the locker room and turned up. Like, all the way turned up. They was twerking. They was dancing. They was potting. They was drinking. They was getting it in. So, shout out to them and that gold medal um, and just the overall dominance that the women have. Let's hope that this can kind of carry some momentum over into the WNBA for them and allow some crossovers into pop culture and into just relevancy because those women need to be paid. I looked at the uh, salary of Asia Wilson and just her overall pick. She was the number one overall pick in the league, and her like salary was like $200,000. So, yeah, shout out to them. Hopefully, they are able to get paid. Now, next up, the oh, Lord, the U.S. men's 4x4, 4x100 relay team had a meltdown and did not qualify for the finals. Now, Mr. Carl Lewis, one of the greatest Olympian sprinters of all time, had a couple of quotes um, or uh, just a conversational quotes that really summed it up for me. And once I read his quotes, I don't have anything else to say about it. Quote, this was a football coach taking a team to the Super Bowl and losing 99 to nothing because they were completely ill prepared. Lewis said on an interview with USA Today Sports, it's unacceptable. It's so disheartening to see this because it's people's lives. We're just playing games with people's lives, and that's why I'm so upset. It's totally avoidable, and, the Amer and America is sitting there rooting for the United States, and then they have this clown show. I can't take it anymore. It's just unacceptable. It is not hard to do the relay. Now, some have said, and I said I wouldn't say nothing, but I'm saying anyway. Some said that they, um, it, it, it's a symptom of the team not being able to practice without some of these other teams, these guys train year round and have the opportunity to know who and what leg and what position is best for what runner and everything like that. Even with the men's basketball team to just a few weeks because of our dominance to expect that we can go. And it's, it's, it's audacity. It's, it's audacious. It's some, you know, bold swag or whatever, but to have that and say, Hey, you know, we can just go in at the last minute. Cause with the U S sprinters, they don't even, 
they have to qualify for the team first in the trials. And then from there, the team is put together, and then they have a couple of weeks to practice, and then you have the Olympics unexpected to go and compete against. Again, guys who have been playing year-round and have the familiarity in the practice. And so it sounds like from his comments that he plans to do something about it. And Lord, 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 for our sake, I hope he does. While we're talking about sprinters, I do want to give a special shout-out to another uh, just all-time Olympian. Uh, Miss Allison Felix wins her 11th medal, making her the most decorated American track and field athlete in Olympic history. So shout out to you, Miss Felix. Uh, if you know her story a little bit, you know the struggles that she's gone through uh, when she decided she wanted to have a baby. Uh, and Nike was like, yeah, nah, if you're going to be doing that, we don't even want to rock with you. And so for her to come to this Olympics uh, and, and win her ninth, 10th and 11th medal and just become, like I said, the most decorated athlete in history, running in her own shoes, y'all, some shoes from her very own line. Shout out to her for that. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, do your thing, girl. We're really happy to see you, sister. All right, as we move forward in the Olympics, lastly, in quick hits, um, we want to give another special shout-out, and I'm going to give a big shout-out to Charleston's own Miss Raven Saunders, uh, who won the silver medal in the shot put, um, given, even when she went to the podium doing her thing and, and, and giving a shout-out for not just African-Americans, but for um, her, she is a homosexual uh, athlete, so she wanted to say just for people who are oppressed across the world, and she threw her arms up in the X in a protest for that. Uh, sadly, she did lose her mother while over there, so uh, we're definitely praying for her and the family. Her mom did get a chance to see her win that medal, uh, and then just a few days after, she did pass away. So again, prayers and thoughts are with the Sounders family and all that they are going through. So for our next segment, uh, as I mentioned, I can't let an episode go without getting my favorite and yours to jump on board, Mr. DJ Highstar himself. Welcome back, bro. How you been, man? It's been a long time. Yeah, long time, long time. What's going on? And uh, all the uh, Carolina sports talkers, what's happening with y'all out there? Bro, so what you've been doing, I shared with the people earlier in the episode everything that I was going through and the reason why we, you know what I'm saying, I didn't go into the particulars and the details uh, as to <laughs> leading up to the injury, but I did let them know that, you know what I'm saying, that I was hurt. But what you been up to in the last couple of weeks that we ain't been on the air, bro? Uh, shoot, just really been on the road, really. Um, been up there in the in the Maryland, Baltimore area. Uh-huh. And- uh-huh. And now you were up there for a very, uh, very special reason. What you had going on with that, man? Yeah, man. Just celebrating my uh my twin Happy sister's birthday. birthday uh, helping her celebrate. Him. You know what I'm saying? And uh DJ up there luck. for her, for her. Talking about celebrating my twin sister's birthday. That means it was your birthday, bro. And you you might not have been here been able to hear it just now, but you had Stephen A in the back. And happy birthday to him. I don't yeah. care. But yeah, nah, yeah shout yeah. out to my dog. Happy birthday, bro. I, I, Appreciate I, I that. It, it hurt me, man, to be to miss that, man. But I, I saw the pictures and just talking with the folks that was up there, man. You guys had a ball. My dog DJ did his own birthday party, you know what I'm saying? Because that's the Hollywood superstar, high star that he is. But uh, also, man, you were down in the uh, in the Charleston area recently, man. Had a chance for uh, actually the focus of our community spotlight this week uh, with the High Star Hoops All-Star Weekend, man. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, man. So, um, again, the Monica DJ High Star, that stems from the company that me and three of my um, my good close friends um, 
you know, formed back in 2009, 2008, uh, High Star Entertainment, which later has um, grown into High Star Media Group. Um, now, under that umbrella um, has spawned a lot of different uh, businesses and um, ventures, one being High Star Hoops. So down in that Charleston area, um, we have some coaches for some AAU teams and youth basketball, but there's always been a thirst for adult basketball down there. And um, High Star Hoops has stepped in and they do like tournaments every year. I mean, excuse me, um, pretty much every quarter they do tournaments, but our, our specific thing that we do is the alumni game. Okay. Um, uh, where high school alumni, people that's played varsity basketball from these different high schools, they come back together uh, one time a year, normally right before school year starts back up. And um, and they play their rivals or they play their matchups. You know, they just play um, play each other for bragging rights pretty much for the city. And it's kind of like a high school uh, homecoming. Word. Now, you had a chance to uh, interview the president uh, or the founder, rather, of High Star Entertainment. And uh, we'll go ahead and play that uh, interview now for the people to let them get a chance for that. So here is our very own DJ High Star interviewing Dr. J- Justin Buford. We're here live out on location. It's your main man, DJ High Star, on behalf of Carolina Sports Talk. Just wrapping up High Star Hoops Alumni Weekend here with uh, the owner and, and starter, the founder, if you will, of High Star Hoops Alumni Weekend, Dr. Justin Buford. Uh, just wanted to holler at you for a little bit and give the people a little bit of information about what's going on down here in Charleston. First of all, how you feeling after this weekend? Um, I would say uh, this weekend has been very successful. Um, the unity the unity shown coming together on a positive note. Um, that's always a good look for any city. So, okay, but physically, how are you feeling after this weekend? Oh, I'm tired, you know. Um, but that's just, you know, that just comes with the territory. And uh, so, for the people that don't know, uh, go ahead and describe, I guess, the High Star Hoops Alumni Weekend down here in North Charleston, South Carolina. Or in Charleston, South Carolina, rather. Um, well, uh, High Star Alumni Weekend is uh, basically a time where uh, people who played for their old high schools, um, you know, to get back on what we said earlier, uh, you know, people only trying to come together on a positive note instead of like funerals or, you know, occasions like that. Like um, this event right here allows you to come back with your teammates. I was big into basketball when I was younger. And uh, this allows you to come back with your uh, old teammates, mix them up with some alumni from older or younger years, just to try to bring um, that school together within itself. But for me, I'm looking at it at a more macro management, um, you know, ordeal. And I'm looking at it as trying to bring the city together. And um, when everybody does their part, we have uh, weekends just like we just had, which was successful turnouts. Cool. And so logistically speaking, we got... um basketball players or former basketball players correct from Mm -hmm. the charleston area um that what just match up against each other or is it tournament style Mm -hmm. um well we're going to get to a tournament style but usually um in the past um we have done rivalries like so basically bragging rights on the line yeah yeah whoever whoever your rivals were um that's who we want to match you up against because um the intensity is already there 
Okay. What were some of the uh, some of the memorable moments over the? Because it's been ten years, correct? Yes. Well, yes. congratulations with that. But what's some of the memorable moments uh, that you would say over the ten years uh, that that stand out? Uh, I would say definitely the first year. Um, just seeing the turnout because um, it was the first time in the first in the first year it was only one game, and um, for us to uh, sail out the gym then. Um, it, it, it was just a, a, a beautiful thing. I remember uh, College of Charleston, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, moving to the College of Charleston because the high school gyms couldn't hold a crowd anymore. That was definitely a, um, a, a stepping stone, you know, in um, our 10-year process of getting to where we at now. Yeah, I know you also incorporate the community, so any um, any uh, performers or, or entertainers and stuff that's come in and show love? All uh, all of like all of the rappers in the city, politicians in the city, um, business owners, small and large, um, they pop out, you know, because they have an attachment to the event themselves because they probably went to one of the high schools. So um, they're invested just like everyone else. They're a fan of some player who played from some era who their era or some other era you know that they would like to see and um all of the best players play inside this so you don't got no scrubs out there you got the best players there's two other things i wanted to get to before we get out of here but first thing is y'all show love to the females for these uh for the major part of the 10 years and and have shown um that you know even after high school and stuff like that that the woman hoopers are still out here doing their thing um strong you have anything to say towards that the the ladies that that come out and uh, and perform um yeah like the the ladies they definitely come out there and perform they get excited for it just like the guys um and they come talk out trash. there yeah talk trash and all of that and they come out there and they put on the show and um even more so with the uh women's game it's a, a, a mixed variety and not just one school it's um players from several different schools um playing together with uh other people so um, that's 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 dope, and it allows um, like a, just a mixture, you know. But everyone knows each other, and that's what makes the game still be competitive. Absolutely. So the last thing I wanted to uh, to ask you, if you will, before I let you go, if you could give me if you could give me your top three um, high school or high star alumni week performers over the last 10 years mm. consistently and what school that they're from top mm. three because because we don't got too much time mm-hmm. um and, and let me make this point too dr buford you you do participate how many games have you how many years have you played in the in the game or how many years have you missed if you will um this is 10 years i think i played in about four I okay i played in about four Okay. You know, yeah, about four. So yeah, go ahead and give me the top um, three performers from um, the top three performers. I would say um, me, myself, and I. Go, I'm just kidding. Right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, um, but definitely uh, Sidney Sanders from Burke High School. He stands out a lot. He scored. He scored. He's probably he scored a lot of points in the, over the last ten years. Um, inside the uh, alumni weekend. I would say another good player to watch. Every time he puts on a good show, um, Vernon VT Davis from Cross High School. Um, that's another good guy to watch. And another guy uh, who I would say that you can't necessarily leave out, and actually they played each other this past weekend, is Daquan, Daquan Grant from Hanahan High School. 
Um, he's the he uh, has the high the uh, game high. He scored 41 points um, last year in the alumni game, and um, yeah, but uh, yeah, those, those three right top there. Top three. Yeah, those are the top. Those are the top three. Consistent. Consistent. They, they 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 average probably about over 20 inside the alumni game. All three of those players. Mm-hmm. Great, yeah, man. Well, to to wrap that up, um, really, and to to conclude everything, I did want you to plug. Um, you know, Sydney is is um, is the center or the subject of a movie that you guys did, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Peninsula Him Stories. Uh-huh. Him or Ralph, his, uh, uh, his former teammate Ralph. Um, Del Javon Simmons is his real name. Um, yeah, called Peninsula Stories. Um, yeah, so we did a movie Can you find on that them. anywhere? Oh, yeah, Currently? yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find that. If you search up on Venmo, you can find that Peninsula Stories, uh, the story of Ralph and Sydney. You can definitely find that and um, watch watch it and see what those guys been through. Awesome, awesome. So check that out on Vimeo. Um, search Pen- Peninsula Stories. Um, anything else? Well, really, please give the people your socials that, that um, they could follow. And... Um, and what we should look forward to down here in Charleston basketball? Um, I would say uh, you definitely can follow us at High Star Hoops on social media. Uh, that's where we have all our content from all of the events that we uh, uh, host and stuff like that. Um, if you want to follow me personally, um, High Star ENT. Um, and uh, yeah, like, you know, future events that we got come up, we got basketball leagues. We got men's leagues going throughout the year. We throw tournaments. If you follow our page, at High Star Hoops, you'll see everything. I think that we have a great promo team behind our uh, social media uh, our social media links, and um, they'll make sure that you're uh, uh, up, to, up to date on what we have coming up. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate your time, Dr. Buford. Uh, again, it's your main man, DJ High Star, signing out for Carolina Sports Talk. And uh, appreciate you, bruh. We out. Yo, that's dope, man. Uh, even though I ain't never played no varsity basketball, I knew what it was in Charleston, man. And so for them cats to be down there and to have so many different generations of guys being able to be a part of that weekend, man, it, it, it's definitely fun, man. So he mentioned that you guys got some tournaments and stuff coming up. So you 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 going to uh, lace them up one time for it or what? What's up? Nah, nah. I'll be there to provide the soundtrack. Okay. Or that, Mix. You know, but, uh, that's what's up. So, yeah, you guys make sure you check out the Vimeo for that um, documentary. Um, hit up High Star Entertainment if, you, if you're if just in the Charleston or surrounding areas. And they're expanding, man. They got things going on throughout the state. Don't be surprised if you see some High Star stuff in the heart of the Carolinas here in the Rock Hill, Charlotte area coming up real soon. But, you know, shout out to my guy, Dr. Um, Buford, man. Once again, a member of the Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. Good dude, good bruh, good man, and doing a lot for the community down there. Well, dog team, since I got you on here with me, uh, might as well go ahead and close out the show, man. Um, you, you down to rock with us till the end, man? What's up? Yeah, for sure. Say less. So next segment up is going to be I Got Money. And y'all, it is some folks out here getting some money. First and foremost, there's two that we want to highlight. Uh, and I'm going to turn that down because that's real loud in my ear. Uh, the first one coming up is Mr. Luka Doncic signing a five-year, $207 million contract. He's actually the first rookie to even qualify for a max extension after hitting the several benchmarks, including being an all-NBA player twice. What are your thoughts on Mr. Luka Doncic, man? I mean, uh, 
you know, as advertised. Uh, now, you have the right representation. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to make sure that that stuff is taken care of as far as looking forward. NBA is a billion-dollar business, and the right agents make sure that they remind the organizations of that and how much the how much value that the players have. Absolutely, and 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 you said it. You hit it on the head. How much value the players have. I don't think that the uh, Mavs are going to win a championship, but without Luka Doncic, they have no shot. Next up on I Got Money, Mr. Darius Leonard signs a five-year. $98.5 million contract to become the highest paid inside linebacker in the history of the National Football League. Your thoughts? You need anything from me, young bro? <laughs> Shine your shoes, read your news, get your smoke, tell your joke, tell your bottle joke. of wine, tell your girl she is oh, so, so fine. So fine. Yo, yeah, shout out Whatever to the bros, dog. Yeah, like I'm so happy to see that, bro, too. And I was talking about him earlier today um, and just the struggles that he had. First of all, even coming into college, getting into college, playing through and sh- playing with that chip on his shoulder to making it to the league. Um, yeah, now nah, shout out to Darius, man. Uh, definitely. All right. So we already told you happy birthday, but another birthday coming up representing the Carolinas. We mentioned them earlier in the show. Mr. Ja Morant uh, turned in today. Well, on August the 10th day of recording. Uh, the 22nd birthday, man. So shout out to John. Happy birthday. Big shout to out. Him. I don't care. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. But yeah, man, 22, man. Dog, you remember what you was doing at 22? Um, I try to forget every day. <laughs> Factual statements, bro. But nah, <laughs> this guy here is living on top of the world, man. He's one of the best players in the NBA. I started saying NFL in the NBA, and he's he's like that man. He's a whole 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 trouble man. So shout out to him. Celebrate responsibly, young man, and uh, do your thing, bro. Well, that's gonna do it for another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. DJ High Star, what you want to highlight to people? Let them know. Um, just uh, appreciate the continued support. Uh, any of the followers, as far as on Instagram, that are new, but and if you haven't been following, follow me at DJ underscore High Star. Uh, that's High Star H I G H S T A R, um, and make sure you follow High Star Entertain High Star E N T rather, and at High Star Hoops on your uh, Instagrams and and everything. For sure. Well, y'all, we missed you guys, and as I mentioned, we are glad to be back. You've been listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you check us out on the social media at Carolina Sports Talk on Facebook and the Instagram. If you got any questions, you want to be a part of the show, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net. Until next week when we will be back. Hey.